Howdy everyone, welcome to a new episode of Rewatched. Uh, a little bit of a different episode this time. It is not going to be me explaining a movie to Paul, which has been the last several in a row, I suppose. Uh, it is, in fact, uh, also not going to be just about a movie. We're going to be talking about uh, Jessica Jones, the recent Netflix series that has been released. And I am joined by um, some very old friends of mine, uh, Mel and Katie from Silver Screen Queens. Hello. Hello. Uh, the Mel and I have known each other for probably longer than either of us want to think about. And uh, I have known Katie, I guess, through Mel for almost that long. Probably yeah, close yeah to a while long. now. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we've, as you know, on, on for rewatch the listeners, I mean, we're going to be releasing this both on the repacked uh, feed and in the Silver Screens Queens feed. So uh, for those of you who are listening on the other side of the fence and don't know me, my name is Craig. I go by the Screen Man online. Uh, I... Uh, run a podcast called uh, The Repacked Podcast, which is largely a action figure and toy show, and we do spin-off podcasts about movies or TV or other stuff that we want to talk about, including a regular anime show called Reanimated. And, uh, yeah, so you can, if you want to find me, you can find me at repackpodcast.com or Repack Podcast on Twitter or Facebook, any of that, that's usually me. So, Mel or Kitty, do you guys want to go through your spiel? Yeah, sure. Um, so we are the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Um, we, you can find us on silverscreenqueens.com. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on Twitter at screen underscore queens. Um, we have a Facebook and a Tumblr for all your, um, pictures of Marvel Chris's. And also you can find, uh, Katie blogging about movies more than just the ones that we watch on the show at silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. I watch 100 movies every year that I haven't seen before, um, and I'm currently in the last run of it, so I've got 19 more to watch in December. Woohoo! I was going to say, given given where we are in December, you would have to be on the at the end of that run. Well, every year by the time it gets to December, I tend to have like 20, 25 more to watch. It's pretty bad. But uh, oh. then I end up watching a whole bunch between Christmas and New Year's, so I'm trying to get them all done this year. Yeah, and that forms the basis of like every episode we do in January. <laughs> Yeah, that I've watched a million movies in yeah. December. I know that feeling well. We, in January, always do our best of the year. And best of the year is like, I think we've got eight or ten categories. And now that we've got some like six to ten co-hosts, uh, those shows can go on for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, yeah that sounds fun. It, it is fun. We did that last year. We've kind of been distracted this year because the end of the year and Christmas is all about Star Wars. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that's basically taken over our whole life and we hadn't actually thought through doing a, a movies of the year and if there are any listeners in canberra come to our star wars screening on december 18th at palace electric 9 p.m it's only one day after the movie comes out so we're going to do the force awakens and then we got a live podcast afterwards which is awesome for our tickets uh, our tickets are up on silverscreenqueens.com and uh you can go if you want to go see it with me uh the star walking city star walking uh group is running a um a midnight screening at fox studios so you can head to, uh, I think starwalking.com would have a link or hit me up on, on Facebook through Repact and I'll, I'll send you a link if you're in Sydney and want to come see The Force Awakens at midnight, uh, which is going to be insane. I, we, my wife and I have booked our, our daughter in with grandma and grandpa for two days. So we're, we are good to go. So we've got a day to watch the movie and then a day to sleep and possibly go see it again that night. We haven't decided. Then, mm, that's uh, what we're doing. Yeah, we're seeing it Thursday night, and then again on Friday with the audience. So okay, so it's very exciting. Not Wednesday night. 
Where's that midnight? Uh, no, we're no. not doing midnight. Uh, no, we uh, have full-time jobs that start very early in the morning. I start at 7.30. Sorry, go on. Doing a six. Uh, sorry, there's a cinema here in Canberra doing a 6 a.m. screening so that you can uh. get to work afterwards. But um, no, that's not us. We've got, to, we've got jobs to go to. It'll be good, though. Two nights in a row and... It'll be super fun. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of – that's like our Christmas and end of year sort of yeah. plans, really. We haven't actually thought ahead to doing a, a year in review of movies. So, um, should we talk about yes. Marvel slash Jessica Jones? Let's do that. So, uh, for those who uh, are possibly living under some sort of rock and don't know, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is just about the biggest gosh darn thing in, in movie cohesion uh, to come along in a very, very long time. And – uh, the, it not only encompasses so far, I want to say 13 movies so far. Sounds about oh, right. I don't, yeah, that sounds roughly correct. I, I feel like Ant-Man I don't know. We, all 13. I know is that there'll be 21 or 22 before a woman gets her own movie. Yeah. That's, that's all we know. It was 20 and then the Spider-Man one came in and, and pushed it out of the way. And then, um, Ant-Man and Wasp pushed it out of the way. So. Oh God, I, I forgot least- about that. Yeah, well, Ant-Man and Wasp. I mean, well, it's the first no, time. She's no, she's not got she's her the own second one. lead. It is not the not That's, the same. It's more than anyone Doesn't else count. is getting. No, Captain yeah, Marvel. At number 21. Was- she still ha- we still have to wait 21 movies before a woman is even a co-lead in a goddamn Marvel movie. And she's pushing out of the way the first one who is going to have her own movie. Yeah. I'll just it's wait. frustrating. I was just going to wait till you were done. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's a big frustration. We we love the Marvel movies. Like I think Katie took me along to see Iron Man back when I was a baby nerd and had never even heard of him, and I was completely blown away. And these have been a big part of our lives for a lot of years. We love them. We just we just recognize some of the very serious issues they have with representation. I think Ant-Man really highlighted that issue with that representation for me because uh, Ant-Man is such a strange movie, but the way that they treat Wasp in that movie is so weird and so irritating in that she is perfectly competent, very much willing to do it, and they push her out of the way because of patriarchy, essentially. Her dad's mm-hmm. just like, no, you can't do it because I want to protect you. And then there's that scene, the mansplaining scene in the car where uh, Paul Rudd is like, oh, no, he does love you and he does, he is proud of you, but he just wants to protect you and I'm expendable. And then she cries and goes off to him and I'm like, really? You didn't know that already? It's really obvious and still bad. <sighs> I didn't, I, I, I didn't really like Ant-Man that much, to be honest. You, you hide it well. I think so. I liked Michael Pena. I, I, w- I would like it a lot more if Michael Pena was the lead, I think. I I feel like if I jump in, I'm just going to get jumped over. So this is, I just realized how dangerous doing this by myself is, was. Um, <laughs> because I'm, I'm in, I think I'm, I'm weird in the, in the sequence of which I like the Marvel movies, like in terms of favorites. Cause I, a lot of people didn't like Age of Ultron. I thought Age of Ultron's my favorite. Oh. Far oh, and away. Makes me so mad. By, by leaps just, and bounds. I just, I think, and the whole, and it all comes down to the really forced, stupid, wrong hookup between Bruce and Natasha. I just I, don't believe see, it. I, I don't, don't buy it. I can't stand it. And I really, really hate what they've done to Hawkeye when, when like, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye is one of my favorite comics. I, and I just, see. I just love, I love that. Hawkeye, Hawkeye, human disaster, and I totally get when I saw when I saw Daredevil, I understand why they didn't go for for, for Hawkeye, human disaster, or Clint Barton, human disaster, because Daredevil actually covers a lot of that ground. But yeah, no, God, I hated that movie. So, I, I hate maybe. I was, was going to say, see, this is this is like I was saying, where I feel like I'm, I'm just going to say 
movie title, and then I'll just sit back and you guys yell at me for a while, and then I'll jump in again. Well, unless you say Captain America, the Winter Soldier, in which case we'll both just kind of flail at you. Yeah, that's my favorite. I actually um, didn't mind Age of Ultron as much as I, Melissa did. If I, if I can um, explain why. Because I didn't even mm-hmm. get as far as because. Uh, <laughs> um, because, so, so there were several points you jumped over there without giving me a chance to say anything. And also none of this is Jessica Jones, but whatever. Um, so Age of Ultron, to me, is the most faithful to seeing a comic book live on a screen that I've ever seen. Because it looks, moves, feels, um, has this kind of weird, over-the-top goofball comic book plot and villain and everything about it is so comic booky. And I'm a comic book fan. I've been a comic book fan for 25 years. It was exactly what I wanted. Captain America throws his shield and rebounds back and he catches it. Or Iron Man and Vision and Thor, like, shooting Ultron all, like, in a row. It's a panel from a comic book. It's brilliant. Plus, it's funny and, and I, I liked... I actually had no problem with Natasha and Hulk. Zero. None. Because, first of all, I, 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 it, it seems so, in the comics, Black Widow is the, I was gonna say, what's a good explanation? She's the daredevil. No, that's not a good one. She's, she's the, uh, well, Hulk guy's the same. I'm trying to think of a male comparison, but they're all characters who are very different unless you read the comics. Hawkeye and, and Daredevil in the comics have had so many girlfriends, it's not funny. Natasha is the female equivalent to that. She's hooked up with two-thirds of the Avengers uh, at some point or another. In the same way that Daredevil has slept with half of the women he's ever met, and Hawkeye slept with the other half. And to have her, rather than have her be with Cap or with Tony or... With, I don't think she's ever been with Thor. That but I why remember. does she but have to Hawkeye, be with anyone? Though. She doesn't. She's no, no, no. With- she doesn't have to be with anyone. And if it had been, if they'd been throwing her at people, like again and again and again, that would have bothered me. But they haven't. She's she appeared in Iron Man two in twenty ten, and the first time she has any romantic moment with anyone is twenty is five years and what one two. She has romantic moments three. with Hawkeye in the first of. I don't agree. I, that I was, actually don't agree. With I don't that. agree with and that. And she's she's wearing an arrow necklace in Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Because yeah, they're I actually never saw them as romantic. Yeah, I don't either. I I, I don't know yeah. for not for a second. I like those two. I, yeah, I like them, but is I like that. Personally, I really like it when. No, I don't, I don't think, think she's an Iron Man. No, I don't think she's an Iron Man. I just remember. Um, um, no, I I like having platonic r- friendships between men and women that are like really strong platonic friendships between men and women. I I, it's always nice for me. So I was glad. I'm kind of glad they didn't go there with yeah. Natasha and Hawkeye. And I know that's an unpopular no, opinion, no, but I, I kind of like agree. that they're really good 100% friends. One hundred percent agree with you. And not only that, but. I, I like that the, the relationship she does have with Bruce isn't just a let's, you know, it's not mad passionate scenes left, right, and center. It's this tentative, cautious little thing that happens and then falls apart before they really have a chance to go anywhere with it. And it's, it's so not a, uh, action movie romance that I was totally okay with it. You're right. She doesn't have to be with anyone, but there's also no rule that says she can't be with anyone. And I didn't think they forced it down your throat so much as went, hey, this is a thing that could be happening. Oh, well, it's not going to get a chance now for a while. Oh, well. I think all, yeah. of, all of the Marvel movies have done it, with, with the exception of ones that have a pre-established sort of romance built into them. Like, I mean, in Iron Man, he's sort of with... He's not even really with Pepper at the end of Iron Man. 
sort yeah, of the first one. Here's yeah. later. Um, Hulk, um, Hulk is with Betty, but they were together before the events of the film. Um, and it was inconvenient Thor- to have her back, <laughs> which is a shame because Liv Tyler was a wonderful Betty Ross. Yeah, I, I think the She's incredible, terrific. I think the Incredible Hulk's better than Iron Man too, which I still think is the weakest Marvel movie. Um, yeah, by leaps and bounds. Um, no, mine's like Ant Man. No, Ant Man's to me oh, is right, sort I forgot, of. I just forgot Ant Man existed. Uh, Ant <laughs> yeah. Man for me is in the middle. I think it's better than some of the other ones. Um, I liked that it was the exact opposite of Age of Ultron. It was a. <laughs> I hate saying this. It's a small movie. In the. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You can't see. It's the best description, but it's really hard to say it's a personal without making it a story. joke. Like it's on. It's on a small scale. It's yes. a personal story. Yes, and I think. Um, and, but- I, and I think as the follow up. Mm-hmm. To Age of Ultron, which is colossal in scale, and as the one before Civil War, which is also colossal in scale, it's a really nice little. Like I think when we go back and you watch them all in order, Ant Man's going to be this nice little beat in the middle, this little comedy heist movie um, that will eventually pay dividends as the store as the series goes along. That's um, not going to erase any of my frustration with the representation in that okay, movie. Okay, well though. that that was that was. What was the other thing? There was something else Mel said about Age of Ultron before. I was trying to work back the point you had made. Uh, it's, it, honestly, it's Hulk Tasher is like my whole thing I don't like, but it's it's um, Hawkeye. It's also the okay, way they Hawkeye, characterize Hawkeye, Hawkeye and I'm say. very into See, Haw- Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. Right. Haw- Matt Fraction's Hawkeye is a series that's been around off the top of my head for two or three years. Yeah, it came out yeah. after the 2012 Avengers. Hawkeye was introduced in the 60s. He has been Matt Fraction's Hawkeye for about 10 minutes. He is not that character for 99% of his existence. Well, I mean, he's sort of that character, but he's not as much as he is in the Fraction books. Personally, I didn't like the Fraction book. I'm the only <gasps> I'm the only comic book fan alive who says that, but I did, mm. I wasn't a fan of it. And there was a point where there was like three Marvel books that were coming out that everyone loved. It was Daredevil, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, and Miss Marvel, and I liked two of them. Uh, yeah, I I liked. I've only just actually started reading the the Daredevil ones, but obviously ones? I love Miss Marvel. The ones that were coming out in the in the last two years, the 2011. I can't remember who what they're all written by dudes and I can't remember dude names. But yeah. Um <laughs> what? Um <laughs> oh, I, I don't like I don't remember it, it's not a writer that I I right. got into comics by Mark, following writers I was into right. into comics. Mark Wade is so my favorite comic book writer of all time. Right. If he's if it's Mark Webb. Mark Wade. Mark Webb is the director. Wade. Mark Wade. That makes more sense cuz I was like isn't that the director of the Spider-Man yeah, the movie? Spider-Man <laughs> hey, if you really want to have an argument, I think those last two Spider-Man movies are the best Spider-Man movies ever made. But Okay. Let's have that argument. I, I, I think Andrew Garfield is the Andrew best Spider-Man. I think uh, Andrew Garfield. I actually like Emma Stone as um, as. Yeah, I like her too. That's the that's the parts just, of the movies that yeah, I like. I just hated that the second one was the fridging of oh, Gwen yeah. Stacy, basically. Well, was, actually, yeah, you know sucks. what? Oh, see, we're really going so far off tangent. <laughs> this is it's like, not a real Marvel movie. But, you know how? Yeah, no, we really need. I know. I made notes about Jessica Jones and everything. I, I, said, I think. I think <sighs> before, before we're giving we, background. Before we started, <laughs> Katie was like, "Let's." You know, we might go on some asides, and so far we've done a twenty-five minute aside. But anyway, Captain America: Winter Soldier is the best Marvel movie, yes. and then Daredevil is the best Marvel show, uh, and then Jessica yes. Jones came out. Yes. So, so I agree. Captain America is the best one. Uh, Winter Soldier is the best one. It's not my favorite mm. one. Those are two different. Oh, it's questions. by far my favorite one. Uh, anything. I mean, when whenever I think of like my favorite Marvel characters, it's just the whole top list is just Captain America and Daredevil characters, yes. and then Me too. I mean, and I think whenever and I'm Spider-Man. invested in characters, that's when I like 
like shows and movies more for me. So if I like the characters, if I'm invested in them, if I care about their journeys, then that's when I like something. And so for me, sure. because I care about all those characters so much, um, Steve and Bucky and Sam and Natasha and like the whole team and then all the, all the guys on Daredevil, that's why I like those two the best. And, and I mean, um, I've never, see, Black Widow has always been a very kind of, like, I don't dislike Black Widow, but she's of very little interest to me compared to, I think, a lot of more interesting female Avengers. Um, I, I, Captain Marvel, I can't, I, look, I, I feel your frustration. I, I, I think it sucks her, her, um, movie got pushed. Um, especially since she is my favorite female Marvel character and probably my top five Marvel characters. Um, especially since she became Captain Marvel and stopped being Miss Marvel. Although she was still pretty good as Miss. But, uh, I would, I wish that Wasp had been, instead of Natasha, had been one of the early Avengers or, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, or- Joss Whedon well, can't we wanted have Wasp. Both. Yeah. yeah, well, I think if there were more women in the team to give you more people to like would yeah. be great. Um, I, I'm, but, I yeah. was cool with it in Avengers in the sense because you kind of had all the – it was the build-ups and then they gave us Hawkeye and, and Black Widow. And I'm like, in Avengers, that's fine. By the time we yeah. got to Avengers 2, I was like, all right, well, it's I'm, – I'm actually – I'm really glad that Falcon didn't stick around for long. Um, and I kind of wish Ant-Man, other than the, the I, I wish Wasp had in, been introduced earlier to come into the story as an Avenger for Age of Ultron to balance mm. and it she, out. Well, she was supposed to be in the first Avengers. But she was, Joss but Wayne I'm okay overruled with by bloody Feige. Well, see, I don't think, it's not Was it to... Feige or like Perlmutter? One well, of the two. Because Perlmutter's the one who's been blamed for all of this stuff and has just been and ousted. I, I also think that's that's insanity because you can't, like, everyone loves these movies. Like, including us. We were all talking about how good these movies are. The worst movie, which I think the worst is Iron Man 2, and it is still far better than 90% of movies I've watched in the last several years. Yeah, it's still better than, like, Man of Steel or... Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no, Man yeah, of Steel. Movie. Well, it didn't suck, but it wasn't great. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. And, the new, and the new Batman Superman trailer just looked hysterical. I laughed. I laughed so much in that trailer. So I finally watched it, and it's actually the most recent trailer is the first time that I've ever been slightly even a tiny Wonder bit Woman looking forward. Me too, looked awesome. No, 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 uh, because I liked Lex Luthor in it. Yeah. Because yeah. he is going, like, full-on Alan in Rickman in Prince of Thieves, ball-to-the-wall crazy but, with his p- portrayal of Lex Luthor, and that was the only thing in it that made me even remotely interested. It's he, like he's um, the only person who cares. I, to me, he seemed to be in a different movie. Um, yeah, I know, but that's why I liked me. it, because I'm yeah. like, if, it, if they're willing to go kind of campy with him, then maybe there's going to be some campy elements to offset the grim, dark misery of the whole thing. I've thought that Lex Luthor was going to steal that film from the time I saw the first trailer. I, I'm, I'm more, to me, what, what, got, what made me go, okay, I'll give it a try, was that at the end of that new trailer, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman stood together. And I'm like, all right, cool, it's not going to be two and a half hours of them fighting. Because I hate and nothing. It is. And it's honestly, That's going to be the last, like, five minutes. It's honestly why I'm not that excited. Like, I'm I'm excited for Civil War, but it, I'm not as excited as the other ones because I don't like... to the, the, the heroes fighting trope has never interested me as much as the heroes team up to fight bad guys trope. I'd much prefer to see that. Um, yeah, I was actually not that into... I've read the Civil War comic not long ago and I wasn't actually that into no, it. No, it's not that great. I don't... Which is, yeah, exactly. I, I'm it's, glad I'm not, not the only one. It doesn't look like the movie is going to be all that similar to Secret, the comic. Secret Invasion it, was a far better crossover. It's strange how much uh, it looks like it's going to be about just Bucky 
in that latest trailer. Yeah. It's just like, let's all go to war because of Bucky. And I'm yeah. like, I can understand why. I mean, he's really gorgeous, but you know, it's odd. Yeah, I mean, I, I, right. So I think we've diverted enough. So anyway, yeah. so the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is 12 films, as I said three hours ago, um, also comprises some TV shows. And I don't think as many people realize that that is the case. Um, you've, it's four TV shows, I should say, sorry. Um, you've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which started very slow and has rapidly been getting better the longer it's on, which is good. Um, Agent Carter, which I thought within one season started very slow and got really good by the end. Uh, I just love that show. I love that show, I just, too. It was amazing. I mean, anything, like, when you give me Hayley Atwell and, and Verja Kai in a show together, I'm just like, yes, please. Is that, and is then that the I guy lo- who was the, the, um, her friend who, who was Susa, in- Susa, Agent Susa. Who was in uh, Dollhouse? Avengers? Yes, and Dollhouse, yes. He was in Avengers? I've, I've been- Oh, he's he, in yes, he was. He's, he's one of the cops, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been a fan of Verja Kai's for a while, and so, like, right, right, when right. I saw him in the in the show, but then also I fell in love with James Darcy yeah, on that I, show. I and- don't know what happened with, with um, Agent Carter, but after, like, plodding through um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for so long, when Agent Carter came on, I was just- I was racing home every week when it came through I think, to watch it I, yeah. I, in a way that I wasn't wonderful. for Sh- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. My, my issue with it at the start- um, which they, they correct by the end. And as I'm going to say this, I'm going to need you guys to let me finish my thought. Okay? All I ask is let me get to the end of my thought before you yell at me. Okay. At the start of it, what bothered me was that they kept hammering home, you can't do it, you're a girl. And she would be like, no, I can't do it, I'm a girl. And they did that for three or four episodes. It was that until about the halfway, I think it was the one where they went to, um, she met up with the Howling Commandos, which is roughly in the middle where they stopped sh- talking about how awesome she was and started showing us how awesome she was. As soon as she was like, they they stopped going, we need to tell you how great it is that she's a woman and she's doing it in a man's world and started just doing it, I was on board. It's the issue I'm currently having with Supergirl. When Supergirl's- st- I knew I was about to bring S- up Supergirl. Supergirl's the same. Tell you I don't need to hear every seven seconds. Like, oh, you don't. There was a okay? moment, there was a moment in the pilot that nearly, and I, and I thought it was just me. I ended up showing it to my wife and my female um, housemate who agreed with me on this. So I felt so good. Um, there's there's a moment in the pilot where where Supergirl is fighting um, the monster guy in the truck, and the head of the DEO, whose name has leapt out of my brain, um, Red Eyes guy, Red Eyes guy, Hank yes. Henshaw, Hank Henshaw. That's it. The cyborg Superman, which is probably a spoiler. Sorry. Um, Hank Henshaw looks at her and he goes. She can't do it. And the, and the sister says, why? Because she's a girl. And I'm like, no, you idiot, because she's getting her butt kicked. She can't do it. And he has been saying all at every step, he was like, I don't trust her. She shouldn't be doing this because she's an amateur. At no point did she say, did he say she can't do it because girls can't do it. You inserted that in and it's forced and stupid and you're just undercut your point by being dumb about it. Oh, it makes me angry. Okay. Yeah, okay. I understand where you're coming from because my husband gets annoyed about this too. And even I was like a bit cringy when I was watching these. But firstly, with respect to Agent Carter, that is genuinely the world she was living in. Absolutely. Like 1946, there was – it wasn't just like that women were, you know, treated badly as they are today where, you know, you have subtle sexism. In 1946, there was a concerted effort to throw women out of their jobs to – make way for the men who are coming back from war. Absolutely. Like, there was an absolute concerted government-sponsored just about effort to bring down the women. Yes. And, like, so she had to do that. Now, with Supergirl, 
for you and for me and for your wife and for <laughs> those of us who have lived in the world for a while, that stuff seems really heavy-handed. But when you think about what Supergirl is, Supergirl is a family show. Supergirl's key demographic is like eight and nine-year-old girls. When you're talking for a kid's show, this is probably the first time that any of them have ever thought through any little boys and girls who are watching it have really had a chance to have someone overtly think through the way sexism works in the world. And to an adult, a lot of what's on on Supergirl can seem very heavy-handed. And even like even maybe to some kids. But I think the, there's a reason that they've done it. And they've done it like because of their, ni- their you know, imaginary nine-year-old girl in the audience. Yeah. But also, I think- like, And it's getting better. Someone, someone delightfully pointed out on, um, I, think, <laughs> I think it was the Mary Sue, we went 40 years between television shows led by a DC woman. Like, it's just, there are so few shows yeah. that have- any kind of women in the lead. It's just an absolute wasteland and a desert out there. And they have something of a responsibility, I think, to kind of address that. So they and and it and they get, I think as they as, as like you say, as they go along, they get a bit better at it. So I kind of forgive them the heavy handedness early it on. It was more on the first uh, one. They don't just the teachable like, if done moment it kind once of thing. or twice. Like when she when what's her name does the whole, you know, shouldn't she be superwoman and no supergirl. That's that speech and actually, you know what? The, the other thing is too that when I watch, I watched the leak pilot before I saw. Yeah, the, us too. Yeah, leaked, me too. I haven't and, seen the other one actually. Well, it's, I think they they twist they shifted the editing and the pacing around because it was much better in the final version. The leak was the, a bit shorter, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The leak the leaked pilot was was a bit more bad, but the leaked pilot's what the the first one that when I saw it when she does this whole speech about I'm a girl and I'm powerful and all this stuff, and I, they got to a certain point and I was like, okay, and stop, but they kept talking. I'm like you can you can make your point. You you know there's a point like when in any speech where you hit the the crescendo and then if you keep going you start to lose everyone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that encapsulated the show. Yeah. Like they they and were I making think, a point. Um, they were good. Everything's going fine. We're all good. And then they tipped over and it's like, all right, now you're getting annoying. Stop beating me to yeah. death with it. Um. But in in Agent Carter, uh, yeah. in the first episode, I had like when it started and it was like. You, know, you were seeing the reality that she was living in. I was fine with it because, as you say, that was the reality of people of women at the time. And well, if I can talk about the frustration sure. you had with her, that the thing is, is that that is frustrating for her as well, and that is yes. frustrating for women. That is how situation when they keep telling you that you can't do something, then don't give you an opportunity to show it, yes. and you just have to keep that. That's kind of the situation. When the 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 reason that it works so well when she gets away, she goes to the Howling Commandos, is that nobody's telling her that, and nobody is stopping her. They are actually stopping her from doing it because if she doesn't do what they're telling her to do, then she will lose her job. Right? right? I, I guess I feel like the 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 timing was off. Like, I feel like if that moment had happened a little bit earlier, it would have bothered me less. I felt like we got too much of But they one. have a lot of exposition and setup that they kind of need yeah. to get through that, as well. And, and I, I understand what you're saying, but that is kind of this. I think it's good because it reflects the situation where you're like, I really want a chance to show myself, but if to prove myself, but if I do prove myself, then I will lose everything that I have. I will lose this job that is so important to me. I will lose uh, the ability to do any kind of helping or any kind of, you know, work that I'm interested in. So she yeah. has to kind of do it all without being able to show them that she's doing it. I- and then and they tell her she can't do it. And she's yeah. like, I was just kicking ass five minutes ago, but you guys can't see that because if I show you guys that, then you're going to fire me. I, I, I don't disagree with all of that. Um, and there's a, there's a point where I guess it's, it's a, it's a, 
you need to find the balance between realism and, and telling a story. And I feel like that realistically you're right. But from a telling a story point of view, I was like, we got so much of the one that I almost gave up before we got to the good stuff, if that makes sense. Like before we got to the but other side But there were other stuff that happened. Like there were things that she was doing while that Jarvis, was happening. Jarvis and she was- bl- Jarvis like, kept me going. they blow up a thing in that first episode with in, in um, Howard Stark's car? Yeah, she was. It was kind of- And there was the fight on top of the- And the dress Milk bit. truck. Yes, when she's in the blonde wig and she um she uses a lipstick to knock a guy out and then hit, attacks him with a stapler. So she's doing stuff. She's just not doing stuff that those guys can see. Yeah, I don't know. I just- and honestly, to be honest, I haven't watched it in a while, so maybe I, I, I don't know. Maybe I was wrong to bring it up, but I just remember the first half of it being like, and then by the time we got to the second, second, uh, it's funny half, because it's like I was, the opposite way around from the Netflix shows. Right. Well, the Netflix shows. So, so okay. Let's let's bring ourselves ever closer to the point. Oh, also, Shield. If you, if you, if anyone stopped watching Shield, I urge you to power through season one, which is painful. Season two is pretty good, and season three has actually been really good, I think. So that's my. I'm really digging on season three. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm on board. I mean, I, um, I, I, I want to move on to talking about Netflix. Absolutely. Shows, so so yeah. I will just let well, you let that one slide. I'll, I'll do do one quick one before we jump fully into Jessica Jones. Comparing Jessica Jones to Supergirl is dumb. Why would I? Oh, so, I, but I so have, many. Sorry, have. I just didn't. No, no, no. Think I know of, you. Didn't. No, no, no. He's talking about the stuff oh, on the internet, right. not you. The, the oh, internet okay. has been I didn't doing even, this. Sorry, like, I didn't even think of it. There was multiple articles, multiple articles that were about Supergirl. I mean, Jessica Jones is so much better than Supergirl, and I'm like. Jessica Not Jones just that. Is better it was, than a lot of we things, don't but- need we don't need Supergirl now because we have Jessica yeah. Jones. Like Jessica Jones could get Supergirl fired. I mean, not fired. Uh, could get Supergirl cancelled. As if the fact that there's a woman and that show is yeah. better means that we can't have the not I quite know. as good show yet. It's yeah. like trying to compare like the Big Bang Theory and Breaking Bad. Yes, like they both have science in them, yes. but they're entirely entirely different that's shows. A, that's a like excellent why- analogy. Actually, why, why would I bother? Uh, the one thing I will say though is, um, because we were just talking about it with Supergirl, is Jessica Jones has some really good, um, teachable moments in it as well. Yeah. That where they actually call out rape for what it is. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a good little way they do a teachable moment. Um, it's, it's a lot more subtle and because it's made for adults, of course. Um, yeah. But anyway, that was something no, that no, I thought no. I noticed when I was watching it. That's the only time I ever really thought of the two. In well, the same breath, in, I saw the, in, multiple in their articles. doing their jobs in educating people about sexism, yeah. and clearly by the sounds of these articles on the internet, I mean whatever articles on the internet, but sure. by the sounds of these these particular articles, it it seems as though perhaps there are some people out there who need these heavy handed <laughs> lessons in well, sexism because it it seems like they don't even understand the basics. Well, it was which is that just was, because two shows have the leaders yeah. got the same. Well, you know, the thing gender. was like I was expect- like an article with a bunch of opinions, sure. I saw several, and from a few, I don't remember where mm. they all were now. I should have, like, saved the links, but. Yeah, that'd be good. We could put them in the show notes. There was multiple ones, and it wasn't all from, like, men writing, like, it was men and women. No, and it was, like, that, it was that so one that said. That I was like, what is going on? The one yeah. that said that Supergirl could get cancelled because Jessica Jones is so good was from a woman. Yeah. That's, it was that's upsetting. It's so insane. ridiculous. Like, for one thing, one's a Netflix show and one's a, one's CBS. on an, on network television. Like they're just completely they yeah. live in completely different universes. Yes. They have completely different uh, market metrics. Yeah, they're to also deal they're with. not try- like I wouldn't show like I'm looking forward to. I've been I'm gonna have DVD sets of Supergirl. I'm looking forward for Amelia, my daughter Amelia, who's two. For those listening on the silver screens, Queens side of things, um, I'm looking forward to her 
being able to watch Supergirl, she ain't going to be watching Jessica Jones for quite a very long time. No, right. No, that's fair. No. Exactly. Um, it's, it's, they're they're, they're yeah. aimed in different things. It's like, it's like people who were like when Daredevil came out and said, oh, Daredevil's so much better than Arrow. And I'm like, well, it is and it isn't. It's, again, it's a very different show. I mean, I, the, again, it's like, it's, if we're only comparing Jessica Jones and Supergirl because they're both women, they were only comparing Daredevil and, Arrow because they're yeah. both guys in masks. That's like it's really funny. That's what the, someone they, on the I, Mary I Sue wrote an article. More similar. They're someone close. on the Mary Sue wrote an article comparing, saying almost exactly what you said, but like the Flash yeah. and Daredevil. The Flash and <laughs> oh. comparing the Flash and Daredevil is is worse because the Flash is actually quite a different tone to Daredevil. Well, Daredevil I, and Arrow are a little bit closer in tone, true. I think, because they're both a little bit darker as in themselves as people, yes. uh, um, Oliver and, and Matt. And I think, uh, there's a lot of, there's a few other things that are kind of more similar between them. But I, I, I mean, it's not to the point of like, uh, but they're also DC and Marvel and yeah. they're totally different networks and stuff. But I do think there's, there's some kind of similarities in their personal vigilantism, uh, and especially since Arrow has been a lot about whether or not he can, he should kill people and so is Daredevil and there's some similar themes as well. Whereas Jessica Jones and Supergirl have very few themes in common. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. You're right. I agree. They are closer, but I still think they're very different. And for a lot of the same, like, you know, network TV versus a Netflix show, yeah. um, the age that each one is shooting for, that sort of thing. Like, I mean, Arrow is shooting for an older age than Supergirl, but it's not shooting for the same demographic as Daredevil. Um, mm, no. Yeah. And and Marvel has been very deliberate in these Defenders shows in making uh, sort of adult streaming TV. Right. They they deliberately moving out of like it's probably a little it's tamer than like a a Breaking Bad or a, an Empire or something. But it's they're trying it's it's Marvel trying to do something different for a, a specific audience, yes. the adult audience. So all right. So let's let's talk fi- finally about. Jessica Jones, which was the second uh, introduction into the um, Netflix um, world of uh, of superheroics. Now, it is set in the same universe as the Marvel movies. So, Iron Man, Cap, Thor, Avengers, Guardians, all that stuff, same universe as this. And S.H.I.E.L.D., which in some ways is my only issue with some, like, Jessica Jones and Daredevil and stuff. But we'll get to that in a sec. Um, the four shows that are originally announced was going to be Daredevil, Jessica Jones... Uh, Luke Cage, Luke Cage and Iron, Iron, Fist. Iron Fist, and then Defenders uh, was going to be the fifth one, mm. which was going to be a big team-up show. That's all been changed around a lot. We now know that um, Daredevil's second season is coming yeah. before uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage is shooting now, um, mm. which is going to hit. So I think next year we're getting Daredevil and Luke Cage in the same way that this year we got Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Yeah, a lot of people are saying Jessica Jones second season. A few, I think I saw, I can't remember if it was a showrunner or one of the writers who said if they do get a second season, it would probably be after Defenders because the things that they want to set up with Jessica would, con- like, it would conflict with some of the things they all want to do with her oh, in Defenders. Yeah. Well, and they, they do seem to be setting something up in the end of um, right. the first season. Right, yeah. they were saying that with Daredevil, it was easy to slot in a second season because side adventures with Daredevil are a bit easier, whereas Jessica Jones has a very specific sort of arc in relation to how it matches the other stuff. So I think there might also be some other stuff going on there where they want to bring in Punisher and they're doing well, that on Daredevil. Daredevil um, yeah. 
So I think there's, I think they're actually doing some stuff where they're trying to bring in some other characters from the universe and they're using Daredevil as, yeah. as kind of a stepping stone right. to do that. So they're, they're, they're really kind of pushing Punisher and Electra, which, you know, is fine. I just want to see more Foggy and Karen, but if other people are into that, that's cool. No, I'm with you. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy to see more Daredevil. I liked, I loved Daredevil. I thought it was a great show. It was, um, exactly what Daredevil should be as a start out show. They do need to remember that Daredevil is not uber serious all of the time, and that he does have <laughs> lighter moments. He has. I feel like Daredevil had lighter moments than Jessica Jones did. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, and and that was. And that's at least partly because they have Foggy, who I think for me that's the character that was missing the most from Jessica Jones. The like Foggy? somebody who is yeah, because yeah. Trish has her moments, but she isn't that like much of the kind of sunshine and no. light and jokes and well i mean and, every, everyone did I mean, Mal- general cuddle- malcolm has his moments malcolm too but, moments. So but he has that such a such a hor- horrifying first half of the season so well, I mean, that, you know, that's oh, like, also um, there's the thing where everybody abandons jessica and and there's never the quite the emotional moment for me that that because uh for me when you look at daredevil it's kind of this build up to episode 10 which is nelson v murdoch and then after that it kind of it doesn't quite match up to that, and it kind of plods towards the ending. Uh, I don't agree um, with that. And all right, I well, that's how I felt watching. It. And I think Jessica Jones. I think both of them have ending problems. I would say my biggest issue with Jessica Jones, and this is kind of a weird thing to think, but I felt like it was a little too long. I almost feel like it could have been eight, ten episodes, yeah, eight to ten episodes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And, I think it should have been ten. Yeah, and the reason, part of the reason for that is that it was neat when Kilgrave escaped the first time. Uh, when it happens, it happens at least twice, and mm. some of the like they kind of hit this emotional point of like tension, like where they're like thrumming and everything. You're like, what's going to happen? And then they maintained that for a little too long. I felt before it was like, I agree. and we're done. And then we have to sit through stuff like the the Simpson stuff and the Jerry stuff and fucking Robin, yeah. who is just oh my God, least the, favorite the character. That is storyline okay. is the is just so stupid. Okay, I hate that, it. that I'm very torn about because she I she was so good, like I and then the actress I thought was really really good. Um, I I kind of I almost wished that that Reuben hadn't died. And that they'd stayed alive as the wacky upstairs neighbors well, into it, uh, actually, yeah, the next he would have made a really good comic relief. I agree. Um, I I agree with you more on the Will one on on Will Simpson. Now you guys may not know that. Oh, by the way, I think at this point no, it's safe we to know say he's a comic book. We're going to spoil things. I'm just yeah. Being- you know, I think I think I I don't know if Katie knows, but I know he's a comic book character. He is. So he is. I don't, but I don't care. He's, he in in the comic. Well, he's he, a specific you, you make story because he's a big Daredevil villain. He is. It was Frank Simpson in the comics, and he is a character called Nuke. Who, um, Katie, if you ever have you ever read Born Again, or you don't read comics nope. at all? Katie doesn't read comics. I. That's not true. I've read some. I have real trouble with comics in that, like, I will actually sit and read them, and f- a week later, you can ask me what happened in them, and I'm, I cannot right. tell you anything so, for some reason. The the vis- the medium that is comics will not stick in my head. Right. So I I appreciate comics for what they are but they, i just can't get into them so um which is not a slight on comics at all <laughs> so born again is one of those series that is like if you've ever heard of like the dark knight returns or watchmen or Ugh, um, frank miller <laughs> right well look i i'm not a bit, I, I i well watchmen was alan moore but 
I yeah. So it was the Dark Knight Returns I was more concerned about. Right. Well, the the Dark Knight Returns is when Frank Miller wasn't insane. He was just a little crazy. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of, it, um, but it's it's readable. Um, Born Again was what he wrote before the Dark Knight Returns and stuff. Born Again was Frank Miller on Daredevil. Um, but he oh oh yeah, the really famous arc. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 and it is brilliant. Um, more so than. Most of the ones I'm like, yeah, whatever. But Born Again is one of those comic stories that is just, like, epic to watch. It is it is a phenomenal storytelling. And it ends uh, with a big part of it with Nuke, who is the character um, of Frank Simpson. Who is... Imagine that you get the stuff with the pills, but that all happened long before you the series starts. And he just gets dropped in on you as the crazy Will with an American flag painted on his face... Kicking the crap out of people. And that was how he is in the comic. Yeah, I don't actually agree with Katie. I really, I actually thought the Will Simpson storyline was interesting because he, to me, he's in some ways, he's a more scary villain because I have less idea about what he's likely to do. He is way more of a loose cannon. Um, like Kilgrave scared me so much that when I read recaps today, I, I started, like my anxiety started to rise and I, I had to stop. Um, so Kilgrave scares me, um, because, and, he scares me because of my own sort of issues around uh, boundaries and like control and stuff. So he, that's why he's particularly scary. And he's a particularly good villain because he's gendered in that he's a really good villain for a female superhero to fight because it is very specifically about having your boundaries violated. And that is what most women have to deal with all of the time throughout their lives. And so it's a very common fear and a common difficult thing. But I find I- Simpson. Similarly, um, I find Simpson like you just don't you don't necessarily know what he's going to do, and he also thinks he's a good guy. Which I mean, Kilgrave does too, of course. He thinks he's a good guy, but Simpson genuinely thinks not just that he's a good guy, but that he like that he can do better than Jessica and um and Patsy. Like he, oh god, it's he's, also a, he's like a we champion in- mansplainer. Like we were time. introduced to him as a good guy, which y- makes yeah, it a little that's bit true. So, but he'd also kind of like we also see. Patsy sort of – I keep calling her Patsy. I know that's not what they call her in the series, but it's really hard it, habit yeah, to break. It, it is because um, yeah, in the comics <laughs> she's Patsy. Yeah, yeah um, but he and Tr- you see Trish – Not like, an issue for me. Trish come <laughs> back to him and go away from – like it, it's he's like everybody's sort of abusive boyfriend that you've mm. known, you know this guy. You know you've seen these this, these people come into your social circles where like there's a you – know, you see him come in and he thinks he's – and it all goes okay for a bit and then everything blows up and there's trouble and then he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's a classic sort of cycle of abuse thing, I guess. Although she never um, really so he, I found him quite that, scary. I don't think. Like, she's never really, like, after he goes, you know, car, yeah, car, car she's, she's well, never like, oh, okay. He says, I'm sorry. And she's not like, oh, well, I forgive you. Like, Yeah, well, I think and I think that's another good teachable moment yeah, as well because oh, yeah, this, this show is really good at teaching teaching you about, like, what abusive relationships look like and, and, and about sort of really clearly defining boundaries with people, right. um, which was, it was interesting. And, and obviously, Patsy's really interesting for that with the whole, the way she's locked up her house like a fortress. And yeah. um, her, she's very, very um, protective of her boundaries, given what she's grown up with. I think um, I, I think everything you're saying, I, I, I agree with. It's more the, um, the placement of her. I feel like he needed to be in a different season of jessica jones like yeah he kind of confuses things i I feel like he never he he doesn't add enough to the series 
to mm. really. I was just about to go. What is he contributing? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. because in the end, all all he does is distract. I I almost wish he'd been introduced and like was still with Patty, and still a, more or less a good guy at the end, so that for a second season you could watch him. Go yeah, for us that because would be cool. Yeah, by the time he when he's going off the rails, I'm like, I don't care. Like, I mean. Yeah. He was a good guy for think- like 10 seconds. So, And mm. even when he was, he never sat right with me. He was always a bit too intense yeah. and a bit right. too, yeah, too off. Also, yeah. whenever those two had scenes together, their accent slipped so badly. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. Whenever it was just them and no Americans in the scene and just the two Australians, their accents oh, were so Australian well. Is, well, Will Tra- is Will Travell Australian? Yeah, he oh, is. Oh, right. he- so there was three Australians in this. Yeah, there were. Wow, in Leeds. That's crazy. Ecker Darville. Eka Darville and Malcolm. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's Australian. I didn't know he was that in either. Power Rangers. And but he's his on accent, Empire. I knew he his was accent's in, good. I knew he was in Power Rangers. <laughs> so, I didn't know he was. Um, yeah, he's Australian. It was yeah, shot he up was in, in Queensland. He was what, in what's considered to be the best Power Rangers season. Mm. Up yeah. Um, and he's, he's good too, but his accent does slip. But I mean, like, you know, I can't be bothered ribbing people on their accents, really. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I, I mean, his accent was fine. I think the, the, it was the fact that they was, they were good most of the time. And it was only yeah, really when they when were, they were yeah. together that they started slipping more and more. And I was <laughs> like, you guys. But I mean, there, yeah, there was yeah. no one in the series who I really like in terms of acting and performance. There was no one who really negatively stood out to me. Um, no, no, I, were, I, I was I pretty happy. Good. Like I said, I actually really liked Colby Min, Mini, Minifully. I don't know how you say her name. Minifee? Oh. Colby yeah. Minifee was Robin. And I actually thought yep. she, she pulled a very deft balancing act between crazy to the point where you're like, okay, and kind of being still a little likable. And I, f- no, 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 no. I yeah, couldn't, I, did, I, I, didn't I, I couldn't her. stand her no. at any moment that she was on screen. Oh, at no. any yeah. point, I, I, didn't mind. I could not the cope bits- with the scenes with her in them. To be, I just couldn't. <laughs> I liked her and Malcolm because I just, I don't know, Malcolm. I just he was like a little baby. I wanted to take care too. of. Yeah. yeah, I just sort of I, that that bit where the two of them are trying to search for her brother, and she's so sad and desperate. I, I think she's good. And I the, think there was. The, I don't blame on. the actress, by the way. No, no, no. I, I, understand. I, I think there's you a lot like of. The I've had a lot of issues with some of the characters in this, and I think one of my biggest problems was kind of exemplified by her, which is the constant everybody blames Jessica for everything yeah. storyline yes. that was really pissing me off by the end. Well, this is, and this is like if too. you had one person who didn't, yeah, it like if Malcolm had not done it, or if well the 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 fridging of Luke's ex wife so that they could like that Jessica killed her. Um, all of that stuff just kind of the constant Jessica, you are a terrible person and everything is your fault from every character all the time really wore on me by See, the end of the series. I, and Robin was kind of the ultimate example of that. I feel like like Ruben, she blames Jessica for everything I feel always. Like Ruben got fridged more than R- Luke's wife. Oh, but you can't be fridged if you're a man. Well, then I disagree yeah. with the assessment of her being fridged. Um, well, no, because in the st- in the comic book, she wasn't killed in the same way. No. Uh, she was really a- like her death hey, in this hey, wait, wait, wait. was specifically to I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I don't read the comic books, and it doesn't matter what the I comic don't. Says. I've only. I didn't know that. I was told <laughs> oh, that okay. afterwards. I assumed it was from the comic book because it's such a comic book thing to do that I was no. genuinely surprised that yeah, it wasn't no, from I the comic book. It's just that it happened off screen, and like uh, largely, you know, ahead of time was- in Luke's timeline. Sorry. It is a, it, it is a fridging. It's a death that furthers a man's storyline. So that's kind of. But kind of- I don't know that it. 
I mean, it, it's it all, but it furthers Jessica's storyline equally, if not more, than it fridges. Yeah, it does, but it yeah, also yeah. furthers Luke. But I mean, okay, well, yeah. then at what point do you, is it? Like, so does that mean you can never kill a female character? In you know, you can never do it. I mean, it. No, no, you no, just no. Can't, it's it's the way that it's um if she's killed to further Luke's story. Like the the point of her of them making it so that Jessica killed her was which broke so her that- out of the. Her taking a life is what snapped her out of the Kilgrave thing. It was like the final I'm not totally sure that's, that's the, I mean, that's part of it, but I think it's also to do with exposure and the fact that it was a virus and stuff. I think that's what they were hinting at and that it's a period of time when, and then that was the contributing factor. Well, I don't agree with that at all because it goes from she's, she kills, she, she's under the influence enough to kill him. But then not under the influence enough of him to walk. She can just walk away and let him get hit by the bus and keep walking away. I, I think that the idea to me was that she just kind of had enough and could, could, because that's why she kept saying to but other people, not, fight it. See, that doesn't it. make sense to me because that's, that's really, even Luke, that's Luke, a really neg- Luke was fighting it to an extent. Like he couldn't 100% No, he it. wasn't. No, he was. He was saying, he's like, do it. And I don't want to do this. Oh, like, yeah. He kept, he didn't fight, he didn't successfully fight it off. But he was starting to get the 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 first tremors of being able to fight it off. Um, and but that's really that's really awful then because that's just basically saying Jessica was too weak to fight it off the entire time. No, I think it's saying that no. I mean, there were moments that Jessica would um, would. She even talked about how there was moments where she could find herself again and like she would shine See, through. See, I thought and that was, was more to do with the. I thought that was to do with the effect, like, cause the, the long-term exposure to him in a way that other people hadn't had since he was a kid. She, and also she's got a better immune system and so does Luke. Well, that's um, what both I was of them being against. superheroes. That it was, um, and also his, I think on a physical level, he's stronger than Jessica. Yeah. Like he, and he's also like, he, he's physically stronger and more and more invulnerable. That doesn't mean he's a better hero or a worse hero. It just means on a power. No, I agree with you. I understand. Yeah, I think Captain America. And the, is and the other thing too. is that, that, mean that um, yeah. The whole, like, w- one of the key things that we see throughout is that Kilgrave doesn't just rely on the power to manipulate Jessica. That that's right. He's learned how to manipulate her emotionally yes. without necessarily having to use his powers. Incredibly so successful. There's, yeah. Now, I- and by far, for me, the most interesting part of the series was the part in the house, uh, her childhood house. And that that's, was, and that's the bit where I get so freaked out yeah. that I have to stop. Between episodes and like have cuddles, I'm just like I, I can't. I, I couldn't have to watch. Stop and- the most I could do was two in a row, and in the middle I couldn't do two in a row. I I, I watched the whole show in a day. Well, yeah. you're very broken. Um, I mean, just, just <laughs> oh well, maybe it didn't have the same emotional effect on me to, that it did on various other people that have watched it. Like I felt tense, but it never got to the point where I was really anxious or upset or anything. Watching yeah, the show, yeah. which Maybe is you really- had a happy childhood. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I say that like it's a bad thing. Um, <sighs> no, I. It's just that it didn't. But th- there's other shows that have had that emotional effect on me. This one just didn't touch. Didn't hit my buttons. I mean, it did in the sense of like it's upsetting for me to watch all those control things, and I I understand it, and I have felt that way before. But it it just doesn't like make me as upset. Watching yeah. it, I felt I was much more in my head watching this than I was watching other things. Yeah. But I think that also might be to do with the fact that I didn't feel as connected to the characters. Um, I liked Jessica a lot, but for me, 
I, I, I didn't connect with anybody else as much. Um, and right. it just sort of didn't grab me, which isn't to say it's bad. It just didn't have that connection with me. And I was constantly thinking about Veronica Mars and Daredevil through the whole show. See, I, I think it's interesting in, in vaguely going back to, to talking about the, the fridging of Luke's wife, if you, and I don't, I still don't agree with that assessment, but the, the idea that the, the cast with, with one or two exceptions, was like this goes back to something you said earlier, Katie. I think it was you who said like the cast is largely there to have Jessica feel shitty about something. Like mm. you know, um, Luke is there to give her this vague hope and then make her feel crappy. Rachel is the only uh, character hope. off the top of my head who I think is there to just be her friend the whole time. Trish, Which, yeah. Trish, sorry, Rachel's the actress. Um, you know, Mal- Malcolm is there to continually make her feel. Vaguely guilty, and and at the very last instant, give her sort of make her feel yeah. Um, yeah, you know, the Trish thing. Also, I think where they started from was why it was harder for me to get into the character because they started at a distance, and you don't get that sense of them being close in the past yeah. because when we first meet them, they're not close, and so they kind of get closer over the course of the series. But then they act like it's been that way the whole time, and it kind of hasn't. And I didn't. That. Now that you say it, I'd forgotten that there was that distance at the start. I completely yeah, and that. and their flashback scenes as well. They were strange choices of flashback scenes for me because yeah. it didn't show a bond between them. It showed that they kind of didn't particularly like each other at first or something like that. Well, yeah. like it, it didn't. Which was cool. It didn't. But you never got to see them before the show starts really be friends. There's the one. Right, exactly. There's a, there's, the only scene I can think of off the top of my head is the one where they hint at Jessica's superhero identity. Yeah, but even um, that is kind of a begrudging respect for each other rather than a we like each other now kind yeah. of moment. And And like – Again, comparing shows and stuff, but the flashback, the avocado flashback scene in Daredevil and all the flashbacks in that episode are so like, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Avocados, avocados, avocados at, law. at law when they're at college and they're drunk. And, oh, I remember and, that. Okay. Uh, I, I, knew, I knew the drunk scene. If you said that, I would have been with you. But. That shows, there's so much connection there, right? Like it's so much about how close they are and, and they're from their first meeting and right through all the stuff that they've done together. Jessica Jones cho- chose to give us two flashbacks or a couple of flashbacks that don't really like show that connection between the characters. Yeah. Um, I- it feels like the whole show was trying to keep, I-, I felt like the whole show was trying to keep me at arm's length. Well, that's yeah, because that's what Jessica's doing. I understand that she's doing that with the other characters, but they should, yeah, I want to be I brought in on their friendships. To- yeah, I, I, I hadn't thought about it in those terms, but I agree with you. Keeping the audience at arm's length, I can see, but I think, and I agree with your point, Katie, that you needed someone to be close to her, and you needed to really feel a connection that someone would have with her. Be- excuse me, because <laughs> you guys can hear the my Sorry, we, we can hear those here. singing jingle bells. It's adorable. I know. I'm, I apologize to the audience. It's by go- the, the Christmas tree is being put up outside the, um, almost outside <gasps> yeah, the door. Gosh. Um, so the, the, um, the uh, I tell us what thought. What was I talking about? Oh yes, um, um, the connection between characters. Between the characters. And then if the you- problem is, you needed. They came very, very, very close to making Jessica completely unlikable, so that you didn't care. They 
Well, they, I didn't feel like oh, she was unlikable. I loved her. I've, I've never related to a character so but much in my life. But you don't get to see other people like her, and I think that's yeah. the bigger problem. Yeah. Like, I didn't find her unlikable, but nobody else liked her. And and if you look at something like, for instance, Veronica Mars, which I think is very similar to Jessica Jones in terms of, like, uh, you know, the very tough, emotionally cut-off lead who's been traumatized and who is holding everybody at arm's length, you've got two relationships in that show that show other people caring about her. The first one is is Keith, her dad, uh, and that's the role that Trish could have had in this, which is where, like, he's separate from a lot of the stuff and they have a really close relationship. And then the second one is is Wallace. And Wallace comes in in the first episode and shows that side of Veronica that other people aren't seeing at the moment because they all used to know her um, and know what she's done. But he just sees this girl who everybody's being mean to and who is nice to him, right? So if you had maybe Malcolm come in at that that point... That's where the balance disappears. Mm. Yeah, so we need to see somebody like Jessica. That was the snarky, sarcastic bitch that you wouldn't get to know the person that that was covering. And, yeah. And, and I mean, Jessica, they, they, there's a few times where she makes choices to screw over one person to get ahead, and she's doing it for the right reasons, but they highlight, you know, like they do it with Malcolm when um, she pushes him down in the hospital, and the guy, the mm-hmm. ambulance driver who, who she leaves behind and then completely forgets about. Um, you know, the, the guy yeah, who's that on... Guy. Uh, yeah, although I did, I, that's me an guy. important scene, though, because she it shows that she can't take his life, even though, like, you know, she she understands that's not her and place to do it. That's true. That's true. Although, I, but they, she just leaves him, and then it's forgotten about. Like the, the nothing. Yeah, else yeah. Happens. That's a that's show writing kind of problem. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's just no. The they, other person who could do the Wallace role is Hope, because because Jessica helps Hope, and then Hope immediately is the kind of thing in jail, like. And not just that, in tears in jail, blaming everybody else for the stuff that Kilgrave did, it, she drove me up the wall as well, because like, this is the opportunity that you have to show a character that we want to care about, right? Like, I really wanted to care about Hope, but Hope was so frustrating (laughs) that whenever you see her, she's just like, there's no kind of personality apart from being upset. Yeah. You never see who Hope is as a person. Yeah. It's just the person who came in who Jessica helped and who then shot her parents and is traumatized from that and point on. See... But traumatized to the point of overtaking anything that could be interesting about That's her. That's right. You never get to know why we should care about her in the first place, other than that she's a general victim. Um, right. And that, that really, really, that, that's, I mean, the, there's so many characters on that show, like Robin and Hope and, and Will and Jerry that really frustrated me. And Jerry, oh. I liked for the first half of the season, then the second half oh, of the season, see, she annoyed yeah. me. I, I like Jerry because, again, she's an Iron Fist character. And, um, yes. she's a gender swapped Iron yeah. Fist character. I know that one. Um, but I actually liked that ruthlessness because you, I rewatched a couple of episodes last night and you see it from the start. And I think that's in terms of complex female characters, a character like that who's so goddamn ruthless and power hungry. And I just found that fascinating. I, I find her a fascinating character. I agree. And I think, um, Sorry, go yeah, on. I just, and, and I just, I liked seeing that. I think part of the reason I like this show so much is just seeing like, women portrayed in such messed up ways on screen, but they're messed up in different ways yeah. and you get to kind of see them in their meaty messed upness. And I, I like complex characters like that. It's why I'm I mean I have a yeah, it's why I'm into Cookie Lion among others. I see I'm more I, I think that this this conversation has been interesting because for a lot of it we haven't talked about how 
you know, it's important that this or that person was this way because they're a woman. It was just that they, this is my, my, the best, I think, female driven stories are, the, are ones where it's a great story. And then you occasionally remember that they happen to be women or men. Like, it's not important the gender of the character. Jessica Jones is. Well, but it kind of is, though. I, like, well, Jessica Jones is, it is important because for, like I was talking about with Jessica before in boundaries, but Jerry is kind of important that she's a woman because it's about, it gives them a chance to investigate women in power. And, like, but, I just, but I didn't need yeah. see my, Jerry, I thought was a neat character until we started going into her divorce and all that. I was like, well, this is yeah, this yeah, is yeah. A, I could, this yeah, is a useless I would take or leave Wendy. <laughs> this is this is a yeah, pointless yeah. distraction. It was the same issue with Will. Will was could have been done, uh, could have been an interesting character in another series or in another part of a series, but he was a complete distraction from uh, from the main story. Daredevil, I think, uh, was in a, in a way. Daredevil had a lot of mini arcs. Like Daredevil had mini stories that happened within the overall narrative, and I feel like yeah. Jessica Jones. Sort of tried that and didn't succeed. Um, Jessica the characters Jones, every time Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones drifted don't away, have their own thing going on. Mostly, sorry, I missed. Oh that. yeah, they're only there to. Sp- yeah, Katie just said that, that. Yeah, they don't have their own aims. No, everyone they there all is def- just there to support Jessica. Yes, yeah. and I think that was a huge. Uh, I, I think that's why in the end I, I'm not as big a fan. You know what? If I'm completely honest, I'm not even that big a fan of the show. I liked it okay, and I certainly. I certainly think it's it's a well-made show, but it's I don't know that I'll ever go back and rewatch it, which sucks because I really like Jessica Jones in the comics, but I feel like they they just they constantly pounded you with how horrible her life is and how tricky her life is, and then everything like there was no sun in the show, you know her and Rachel's yeah. relationship. This is exactly what Katie said. This is start. exactly yeah, what yeah. I. This is and and to be specific. The the thing that gets me is it's such a cynical show and there's no kind of faith in humanity. Yeah. And one thing that underpins all of Daredevil is this ultimate faith in humanity. Yes. There are these supporting characters who, even though they have their own goals and they're selfish sometimes, are ultimately like wanting to help other people. And there's nobody like that in Jessica Jones. Yes. Not Except even Claire. Trish does that. Except Claire. And when Who's Claire came Daredevil? in. Who was great. When Claire came in, sh- that was the moment when yes. I was like, oh my God, yes, I love this because Claire brings that faith in humanity along with this world weary, sassy kind of thing. And she and Jessica Jones are so good together. And there's, their lines together was so good. And that just kind of brought the show to life for me. And see, I, I actually liked, I thought Jessica and Luke were, were good until she has to do the, no, I'm the one who murdered your wife thing. And his. Oh, I just kept wanting her to tell him the whole time. Well, yeah, I, well, that. The, and, it, my, it does my, another dragged out too long. Oh, so. It was, I, I spent too long, so many he, of the. I didn't like his reaction because it was such the the obvious reaction of, well, now I hate you. Even though she spent it didn't half a series telling you no. about this guy who, you know, she, you know, she's like, no, he made me do it. And then even by the end, the fact that he disappears made me go, well, you still don't get it. Like, you nearly killed her. You you know what it's now like to be under that influence. You now can grasp, mm. you can understand, and you still got nothing to say to her. You're just going to walk yeah. off. Yeah, uh, it kind totally. of frustrated me as well. The Luke Cage storyline in that we don't actually get any closure on where Luke was at the end of the show. Um, yeah, I was going to say, such when did, a major when did Luke part of to it. turn invisible or move stealth. Like he's he's like seven feet tall <laughs> and eight feet wide, and he's this gigantic <laughs> black man who's like, I'll, I'll take a glass of water. And she walks out the door, and he just like. Pfft, I'm like, what, did you go out the window? No, where did, yeah. where did he go? And also, it's not like, it's not like you know, all she had to do was take a look to the left. There's a long, straight corridor to the elevator. 
How did he get and out of that room? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. No, but it, Luke is... I, I didn't get Luke at all. Also, they, and, they and didn't explain his powers properly. Well, I don't care about that. I do. Um, but, I do. Well, his his show. show is for that, though. Like, they, they only had limited has, stuff yeah, he has to un- talk they about. They keep talking about how he has... Un- they're like, so you've got unbreakable skin? How does he survive the explosion in his bar? The shockwave would have, like, crushed his innards. Like, it doesn't make sense. No. If, if you're going to do it, just say he's invulnerable. Problem solved. I've, I've got invulnerability. I can't be hurt. Solved. Yeah, but then they couldn't knock him out for the final fight. Um, yeah, but that's Luke, true. like, as a character, was so under for me. I'm, I couldn't figure out who he was. There weren't any personality traits that I could kind of no, cling on to and go, this is who he is. Well, and he was, he did what he needed to do to further the story. Like, that, bit where he well where he tells her that she's a piece of shit like that is out of character for the loop yeah. that we've met up until right. that, to that point, point yeah even even if he didn't understand fully the Kilgrave thing yeah but to be i mean he, so he just does and even and even then not of, just to be hurtful but to never really come back and be like you know what i'm sorry i was just pissed like i i was a shock there's never yeah. a moment where he's like you know what that wasn't true and or except there sort of is that moment and then you find out that that was Kilgrave that was mm. fake yeah and exactly. I was like, oh like, yeah, and they never resolve too. it. And, and so, whenever we've got Luke on screen, he's doing something that's to further Jessica's plot, and not real. And, and it's that's why he gets changed was around on based on it's gender swapped from it regular is. shows. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. it's it's the reversal of the usual girlfriend role. But here, yeah, he just has to like do the things that the plot needs him to do yeah. to m- make Jessica's story this go is, along. This is and why, in some ways, I feel like if if there was a person in a refrigerator, it was Reuben. Reuben was cold, s- killed solely. To alter yeah, what happens that, in the no, show, that doesn't Ruben, happen all the time. For, but yeah, it's not because it's. it's it doesn't matter. It doesn't women, matter who it happens thing. to. It's it's a no, stupid it story device. It, it actually I, no, does. No, I think it's a dumb story device. It doesn't matter if it, it happens to a man or a it woman is dumb, or a but dog. It, no, but like, it's, it a, can't it's a dumb happen, idea. No, no, but it can only happen to women. That's the whole point because there is a lot, so much more violence against women on screen, and women are or used, gendered violence, gendered, not yeah, regular violence. Uh, it's 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 a particular thing about killing off women, but. The other reason that even if you were to think of fridging as a gender neutral term, I don't, but I'm, I, I don't, for the sake I don't of argument, either, I'm going I, I don't, to. I don't agree with the but term. Ruben has his own storyline, his own aims. He's he actually has things he's trying to do. He has his role is to character. Sleep, he wants Jessica, but Reva has almost does nothing except serve the plot. Who's Reva? That's true. Where? Sorry. Who's Reva? Luke's wife. Luke's wife. Sorry. Oh right, right, right. Sorry. sorry yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry. So she, she, she she's just see, there she's, to be killed off to serve a character, the plot. Though. Yeah, oh, right, she's exactly. not, but, but Ruben is a character, and he yeah. has like it's—he's not much of a character, but he has—you know—you can you can see where he's going, and you can see why he wants to go there, and what he's like, and how he, he's actually trying to do things, and I, it's not quite you know, the same. I think I think you know where the Reva thing I think isn't affecting me, or was where I'm disagreeing with you. We don't see enough of her for me to be well, like, because she's killed before the series starts. Yeah, and, exactly. And you never get a fla- any significant enough flashbacks to, like, it'd be like saying that, you know, oh, you know, a character was a widower before the show started. Like, the, you know, that. But it isn't because we see her die. Right. It, and it's kind of, yeah. But, but we don't see it, her die in, a con- in context to how it affects Luke. We he- Yes, we do. No, no, no. We see her die in how it, the, the context of her death, as it is shown, is how it affects Jessica. Later, we learn how it affects Luke, but that is not the co- the point of the death. Is predominant like yes, it affects Luke, of course it does. But the point of the death is how it affects Jessica. That is the point of her death in the show. I would argue that it's how it affects Jessica's relationship with Luke. 
later, but it's but it affects Jessica. No, when all. we first meet them, it's about how her relation, her death affects yeah, the relationship. Yeah, because that's why she's stalking him. Because like, we don't know pictures. that Jessica um, we do know- came out of it when she killed Reva. So actually, when we first meet. Jessica, Reva's death is entirely in relation to how it affects her relationship with Luke. Hang on, but when she, you first see, when you first see Reva die, see, and maybe, maybe I, I don't know. When we first see her die, we don't see Jessica hit her. She just goes flying and we still think it's the bus crash. We're supposed to think it's the bus crash. I I knew it was Jessica killed her. I, no, we don't see Jessica kill her the first time. Really? I, I remember I that never, specifically. I never for a second did not think that's what was happening. I know. I never did either. But the first time we see her, she just flies backwards. Oh, So, it looks really? like it could look like she got hit by a bus yeah, or something. It she does. just so flies funny, backwards. Because I was like, oh, she killed him. And now she's that's what's she's taken a life yeah. for Kilgrove. And that's why she's yeah. walking away now. Like, from the start, like, that was never a revelation for me. I was, I, knew, I, know, I got but, that it was a revelation for her. But they don't actually show it. I, I, yeah, I mean, they don't man, well, maybe that's it. why I'm reading it. Because I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And then later on, when she's like, I also didn't pick up that she was stalking Luke. When she's up on the balcony and she's taking photos of him, I was like, oh, okay. So, she's being, she's doing the private eye thing. She's, yeah, she's yeah. Do, like. And, yeah, you're and, not supposed to. No one's supposed to find out except that. She goes and asks her husband. And then, and and then you know what? I, I think this is where maybe, oh, that, and maybe that's I'm another really one of too, people, I, I people always there. blaming Jessica. When when Luke and when you Luke ruined and, my marriage. Sorry. Uh, the, the 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 woman the the ex wife who's the, you ruined the my woman marriage. who's originally sleeping with Luke who, yeah yeah oh, oh no, and then the lesbian from Queer as Folk when she was on it for like one episode oh, for the dumbest storyline ever and she they wanted to kill the supers. Yeah, oh, which is again, like we're gonna kill this? you by luring you to this. That's the stupidest plan ever. Yeah, My God, Melanie. I don't, I don't remember what her name was on this show. And also, I'm like, hang on, why, why is this even in here? This is another. This is this. That's almost the the typification or like the the best uh, poster child for the biggest problem with this show. Like you can sum up the problems with this show was why did that happen? Like. Why? Why are we Pardon. seeing this? Why are we seeing that? Yeah, that. Why, well, why see, is that, that to me on? was just another thing of where they could go. Everybody hates Jessica. Everybody yeah. blames Jessica for their own problems, and Jessica takes all of that on and feels a lot of guilt. That to me was just another one of those, and uh, you're just like, really, another one? Do we have to do this again? Uh, I don't know. Um, but but I actually had this argument with people where they were talking about the reason that they liked the supporting characters on Jessica Jones more was because. They didn't have their own stuff going on and they were all in support of the main show. Whereas, uh, Foggy and Karen Roy is off doing other things while Matt was doing something or Ben Urich oh, was off doing other things. <laughs> and I was like, but I like them so much more because of that because yeah, they're much yeah. more interesting to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Well, that's I why agree. I think that's why 100%. I like, I, I like Jerry Hogarth because actually she did seem like that's she had true. other shit to do. But, yeah. And, and but it was all Jerry, that. I like Jerry too. Stuff with her but the divorce. worst parts of Jerry were when she was like, See, seeing Jerry as the tough lawyer who's occasionally helping um, Jessica, I think was fine. We didn't need to mm. go into the whole, even knowing she's having an affair. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure, that's a neat little tidbit. Once we're getting into the divorce and we're meeting the other woman who solely came across as a horrible human being, like I know that's not that what they were trying to. Yeah, they, she did because she had no. Per- again, there was no nothing else yeah. to personality do. of her own. Other than she was that just woman-, a woman and put like Pam. And then, then I didn't get it at the end. Like, Pam's like, oh, no, Pam. I'll go to jail for Pam's the secretary. Like, Wendy's the wife. Yeah. The, right. This, this is the thing. The whole, <laughs> everything that wasn't about, essentially, Jessica, Trish, Kilgrave, everything else was, was sort of just off on a, I don't know. 
Uh, I don't Tangent? know. The support group stuff could have been interesting, except yeah. if they didn't do the whole, now every single one of them blames Jessica for their problems, yes. even though they were all whammied by Kilgrave. What the hell, victim blaming victims? Also, what is wrong with you? Like, I get, like, okay, Jessica doesn't want to, Jessica doesn't want to be there because she's like, oh no, I'm too tough to, you know, it's the PTSD soldier thing that you see in every TV show ever. Fine. No, no problem. Either don't have her go or just keep her, like, if she's going to be there and be a bitch, you're just making me like her less. Uh, I didn't have a problem with that uh, so much because sort the of other people that. were. But the thing is that I got from that was that Jessica, the other people would, were not being genuine in what they were saying a lot of the time either. Some of it was and then some of it was kind of uh, stuff that Jessica saw through. And yeah. Jessica, I think when she sees stuff that bothers her in herself in other people she gets angrier about it and then and when so when she sees these other people who have been victimized then she's reflecting going that i don't like seeing that in other people because it makes me feel worse about myself yeah and then she's projecting onto so i i i kind of i actually didn't i never i don't think i ever really disliked jessica i totally got where jessica was coming from most of the time and i always even when she was doing things i didn't agree with i really uh, I liked her, and that's the same thing with Veronica again. Like that's that they're very similar. Did um, did you guys just to because we're starting to run out of time, or I'm starting to run out of time? So um, I was going to say, did you guys have a problem with how she beat Kilgrave with killing Kilgrave? No, no that was amazing. <laughs> I, I no. liked it, I liked the moment. I I was a and, and again maybe this comes back to being the lifelong comic book superhero fan, but. The, the fact that she killed him rather than coming up with something else, and I don't know what that something else is, irks me on some level because she spends so much of the show being like, you know, trying to be better and trying to be better. And then when she's like, nah, and kills him. No, no, like, no. You nah. can't. Kilgrave is not somebody that you can have because even if he forces people to do the right thing against their will, he's taking away people's um, agency. People's agency. Yeah. And you, there's no way that you can have that super villain ever to, on the loose. And he I was is too. To the and Kevin, he is sorry. And he's and and I think she needs to. Um, she she needs to do it. And we actually see her building up to the point where she can kill him, and she knows that it isn't going to send her into another spiral. I think yeah. that's important. That's the journey. It's it, sorry, yeah. you can talk about Kevin Smith because he probably said something sensible. Well, he he was mm. like it, he goes he goes it would have been. <laughs> Now we're on a different song. Um, it would have been it would have been a much um, <laughs> it would have been a much gorier thing. But he was like, I think he should have taken she should have taken his tongue out because then he would have still had his power but been able to do nothing with it. Oh, that's so evil! And I was um, like, Ugh. Mm. no, that's, I think that's it's also a bit important mean for Jessica to do. Yeah, I think it's also important to kind no, of. No, I don't necessarily agree. It, it's sort of her reckoning with the viol- with violence as well. We don't like, want to make him into an Avox. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of. What's an Avox? Um, uh, Hunger Games. Sorry. Yeah, it's, oh. it's the, the role. The it's actor who plays stone. Foggy in Daredevil plays an Avox in The Hunger Games. But he, anyway, he's um, so gorgeous. Yeah, yeah he, he's really sweet in that movie too. But yeah, no, I just think it's kind of yeah important in her. It's the way she sort of reckons with the violence and the trauma, and it's that she kind of left with no other option. But I think it's also I don't know. There's something empowering about actually just being able to walk up to a guy who's quite a bit taller and quite a bit heavier than her. And kill him with her bare hands. I think that was a very powerful thing, not just for her and her own empowerment, but for all the other victims who are there watching her do it. To have them see somebody take him on, like a little person to a big person, David and Goliath kind of thing, and end it so viscerally, violently, and like 
finally, I think was important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see that argument. I can. I just couldn't. I, I at, at no point in the show did I think that they would be able to allow Kilgrave to live and to yeah. continue on with. I mean, you know, it's just he's just too uh, inhuman. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this is this is the thing too. I, I, I kind of, and this this broadens the topic back up to just off Jessica Jones, but like I thought it was great having um, Night Nurse show up again claire um either she, yeah, was a, yeah. she was a fantastic part of the show and she's like i've got this friend i was like cool um i, w- I wouldn't have even had an issue if you know like um jessica had been like like i don't know somehow matt was suing or i don't know like a brief appearance yeah i would have liked i would have, I would have had as no, well no I agree. Uh, and and there's all this stuff about lawyers and they, i was like I they could have matt and foggy come in and, and he could have in the lawyer yeah. section i do like i would have loved to see matt again I, yeah. I was so looking forward to seeing matt again and when it ended without him i just kind of felt a little empty and i think that just mm. tells you how much more that show means to me because like I just couldn't. And, and it's, I mean, I've b- become very much obsessed with it recently, but even the first time I watched it, I definitely was much more into it than I ever got into Jessica Jones. And I don't know if it, I mean, I think maybe if other people were more into Jessica Jones, they might have enjoyed it more, but I picked apart the flaws more because I wasn't as emotionally invested and I didn't love anybody. And, yeah. and whenever I watch Daredevil, I'm like, this part is not so good, but oh my God, these characters, I love them so See, much. I, I just I, want to cuddle all of I them. I have no real problem. Including like Wesley. And- there was never, <laughs> yes, yeah. there was never a point where I wasn't really into, into Daredevil, but, um, but yeah, the, the, the whole thing is that I kind of, this, this goes back to the whole, you know, you were talking about Kevin Feige versus, um, Paul, whatever the guy's name. Ike Perlmutter. Ike Perlmutter. And who was to blame? Uh, I, I don't think it's, it's fair to say anyone's to blame for anything, but I know that one of the things that Kevin Feige is, is that he, for him, the TV stuff was not that, um, was not that important. Like he didn't care about. Oh, he had the less TV involvement, stuff. you say? Yeah. Well, not just less involvement. He thought it was a mistake to have them connect. Mm, um, now the, the, the Netflix shows barely connect and shield shield connects much much more although less so this season but yeah i mean it kind of hit the hit's peak there when it connected well with, that's um, this season is building up towards the later stuff but right yeah, yeah and it, it connected it, around the um the winter soldier stuff it was really good and connected really well right. but yeah no well this season's fine but i'm like if you shield if there's all these people running around like with like if there's someone like kilgrave like there's no way Shield would not have heard about stories about a guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Like they, they should have been, they should have been a little part of that. Or if, um, uh, you know, Daredevil's running around, how is there not on Shield? Have hey, you guys heard about this dude in New York? Like nothing. Like also, how is that not on Jessica's radar? Well, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, that and was confusing. And there is a little one-shot comic that came out. Um, that's supposed to be about this, and he is on Jessica's radar in that little one-shot comic, which was all written by Brian Michael Bendis, and sort of yeah. I think it must be independently from Melissa Rosenberg and her team writing the show because in that one it is she does realize what's going on with this vigilante, and I think um I think Claire is a nice way of connecting things up. She's going to be a main character yeah. on. On um Luke. on Luke Cage, yeah. so I think yeah, she's, she's a nice the thing sort I'm looking of, forward to most. Of I, I like Cage. her has having the well, idea of her having cute little Agent Coulson style through line with the with the shows. Right. But yeah, no, it it is sort of. I I just wish they'd commit. Like, because yeah. someone talked about how, like, I remember back yes. when the Netflix series were all first announced, there was a lot of talk about how, you know, for uh, what's the big Avengers two part called? Um, 
Infinity, Infinity Wars. Infinity Wars. The end of Infinity War, you know, they were like, can't you just wait to see this epic scene where it's like every Avenger and Bucky and Falcon and all these people and then like Daredevil and Jessica and Luke and like it's all uh, these here and like Coulson's there and the yes. like Quake and mm. all the fucking inhu- like everyone there's this big shot. And I'm like, given the way that these Netflix series are, if you did that now and then some kid's like, who's the guy in the red mask? Can I yeah. watch that show? You'd be like, no. So I kind of, in a few years. I kind of wish they yeah. they'd kind of kept the shows more. And I mean, look, that just goes down to like I'm not a big fan of super dark material, so maybe that's why yeah. it bothers me. But I'm not either. But I think it depends on like I think if it's good for the character, it works better. But also, um, with regards to Daredevil, I can kind of see him not being as much on um Shield's radar just because there's no kind of proof that he has. He's powers. the headline of the newspaper. No, but there's no proof that he has powers. Yeah, but they should at least go and check. There's no proof that he doesn't. I know. But the thing with Jessica and with uh, Kilgrave is that they very clearly have powers, whereas Matt, only the only way that you know that he has powers is because he's blind. So the stuff that, like, he could, if he was a seeing guy, then the stuff that he does wouldn't have been as impressive. It just mm. kind of looks like one guy who took on Fisk, yeah. really. Like, yeah, he, okay, and everything yeah. he did had to do mostly with Fisk. So, really, it kind of looks like there was a guy who got pissed off at this guy in Hell's Kitchen. It's a very tightly contained little world. Yeah, all right. Whereas Kilgrave is leaving a much bigger trail, and they're not going to follow up on Fisk's trail because Fisk, or everything he did was on the level in terms of... uh not having powers. Yeah. So really it's only Matt and it kind of just looks like Matt sprung up I don't know as like somebody who was trying to take down Fisk and is like I'm going to clean world. up my city kind of thing. Yeah. But and, you think and I Kilgrave- do think they would look into it but it's nowhere near as big as something like Kilgrave because yeah. if if Jessica and her friends can find Kilgrave then Shield can. Well, and if Je- if like if there is a guy walking around New York who is so like he wears purple suits and has an accent, he's not exactly hiding. No. If there's a guy walking around New York who can control minds, you as if that wouldn't have gone across like Maria Hill's desk. Yeah, or, or yeah. something. Like it just and 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 I kind of like Shield. Shield has done a really good job of connecting to the MCU, although they've mm. been drifting away from it because Feige was like, yeah. "No, I want my own stuff." Now that's not to say that <laughs> I Perlman, I think he definitely had made some like he made some questionable choices, and he made did some he had some ideas that you know like I don't think. Well, apparently were, he's very anti women in women superheroes, right. absolutely, and also spending and I, money. And I don't, and which I are don't the two big that. things that. But I don't. But Feige, and I think Feige's like said before that like now that he's got the chance to go around his hand, there's going to be a lot of things different. Like now that he's he hasn't got Perlmutter looking over his shoulder all the time. That's cool. I hope that's true. Um, it's also less unilateral than it was before because Perlmutter was actually more in charge of things financially and stuff than Feige is. From what I've read, it's now more of a committee deal than it was before. But that's yeah. just what I've read. So yeah. I think it'll be places. interesting to see how it, it, it is going forward. But like, if you're going to like, one of the coolest things about comics is the way they connect, like the Marvel universe. Yeah. And and one of the things that's about like I don't know, you probably don't know this, Katie. Did you read up on Jessica Jones, like the comic? Do you know, do you know what? I know I know bits and pieces. So the way you know, the comic, every so often I'll know something surprising. Part part of the thing in the comic, one of the reasons that she's so bitter is that she was a, she operated as Jewel. For a while as a superhero. Yeah, I do know then, that. And then yeah. went missing for eight months when Kilgrave had her. And eventually he does, he, 
I can't remember. He sends her to kill Daredevil, and she ends up attacking the Avengers, and they rescue her. But one of the reasons she's so bitter is that no one noticed that she was gone, and uh, that's why she gave up being doing the superhero thing. And then the other part of it was that Kilgrave comes back to get her, and it doesn't work on her, or it doesn't work past a certain point because Jean Grey from the X Men. Right. Yeah, I did know that. Put a thing in her mind that made her go, you know, you're you're uh, you're fine to, you know, this is he's never going to have control of you again. And right, uh, the you know, and then you know, she kicks the crap out of Kilgrave, and then he gets put away. How does he get put away? Because the Avengers have the tech. Like Tony Stark's got like essentially they put him in a like a portable version of the thing that they have him in with the, the water on the floor. Right. That's how they get him away. And then he's there's a there are superhuman prisons in. The Marvel MCU. Yeah, I get like right. like the one on the Flash, the where they have the pipeline. I I, I just I guess because I'm I'm starting to run out of time and maybe I'm rambling a bit and I apologize for that. But comics, the the big hope of the the Marvel universe was that it was all going to be interconnected and Shield was going to be connected and I love that and I really well it was a hope for comic fans. Um, no, I she was, I was referring to the character she was again. Making a dumb Jessica Jones pun. Oh. Sorry. Every time I hear hope now in ret- in relation to Jessica Jones, I'm like, because that she's so freaking obvious. Like her name yeah. is hope, and she represents the hope, and then she gets taken away, and oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I really I, that that character. The the uh, I think because a lot of the other stuff in Jessica Jones is done handled better, at least in terms of subtlety. That character really really annoyed me. Yeah, I, um, I think that the the rape. The rape analog and the way that was handled was all handled very, very well. And I, I think that's, those are the yeah. thematically the best parts of the story. Um, yeah, the, the themes were my favorite parts of the story too. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, kudos to um, the show for actually showing an abortion where there was no terrible consequences. Like, yeah. so often on TV and in oh, movies. Oh, there were terrible consequences. There were terrible not consequences, but only because, but not because of Jerry the abortion. Kept the the fetus, and then yeah, there were. Uh, I guess. And that scene when uh, when he was at the gay couple's house, and then the dad he's he's feeding the arm of the oh. dad into Jeez, the yes into the and blender. Then somebody mm. was telling me that that Jessica Jones is less gory than Daredevil, like and I'm like, for me, that one scene completely decimated anything that happened on I- like slamming a head with the car yeah, door yeah. just fine to me compared with the guy waking up with his arms gone. Yeah. I was like, like <laughs> holy crap. I, I, I don't know if I'd say, I don't know if, it's, it's only less less gory in the sense that there's, like, it happens less times would be about the only time. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I think but, and there's an um, interesting, for me, and it's much more psychologically I, horrifying. Yeah, and there's some stuff about bodily fluids and bodily products as well. Like, there's a couple of scenes where people wet themselves or Jessica's lose, on the toilet when she's talking to somebody yeah, at one point. Or, like, lose that is, bladder that control. That is straight out of the comic. And, like, Yeah, and that I think, but that's a really effective way of demonstrating the horror of these powers, just to like show people losing their dignity like that. I think that was quite well, well done. But it is you don't see that kind of thing in Daredevil. Yeah, I found that um, the scene that got me with Kilgrave was with the 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 kids. The first time you see him, he's like, "Children should be seen and not yes, and just goes down the cupboard." And I was like, "Oh, like I I don't know if it's being a parent or what," but I was like, I went out and hugged. Like she was asleep. And I went up and made sure my daughter was okay. Like, it was just, it was, honestly, I mean, this, having a kid has changed a lot of the way I treat, like, show, like I can't watch medical shows anymore because if there's a kid who's sick or injured, I'm like, nope, I'm out. Can't do it. Can't watch it. Um, and th- that, I nearly stopped watching the yeah. show. No kidding. I was like, nope, um, nope. Yeah. 
She was just the, wrong. The thing with the kids, did, that really upset me too. I work with kids. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, so that was very, very upsetting for me too. I was just like, that was the worst thing, <laughs> one of the worst things that he did when he, and when he stepped on the kid's toy and he goes, that was my car and he does, the children should be seen and not heard. And you're like, that's so cruel. So mean, yeah. And, and there's another thing with a kid. Oh, no, even more upsetting than that was, uh, one of my, the, the other episode that I liked, which was the, uh, the, the hamburger saved me. No, the sandwich saved sandwich me. Sandwich saved me. Oh, and yeah. There's a little girl that comes up and says, Kilgrave's words to Jessica, yeah. and that was super upsetting for me. Yeah, because I think yeah. she she kind of she Jessica, swears, doesn't she? Well, yeah, yeah, it's she really swears, she's really very confronting. And, and that upset yeah. me partly because I was like, "Well, why did they have that little kid actor?" Agre- that's yeah, they had to make the little girl swear like that. Yeah, like that, that. That I look. I mean, that's kids maybe swear. That's they know what I, swearing I know, is. right, but <laughs> but it just felt. I mean, I know it was supposed to feel wrong. Like tonally, it was exactly the right. You were supposed to feel uncomfortable. Job well done. But uh, I I didn't like it. And I, yeah, I, no, I don't actually have a problem with like I think kids are much more capable than we give them credit for in terms of being able to separate like the fantasy of acting and what they're doing in that t- from what they should be doing as a person for themselves. Yeah. Um. And I, oh, I yeah. actually like, don't generally a have a problem deal. with kids just, swearing. It just irked me a little bit. The kids walking into the cupboard was a bigger one for me. Like that was it's it's the words that she was saying, not so much just the swearing, but like yeah. the the and and I don't know the kid probably didn't have the understanding of all of that stuff of yeah. the 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 fact that the words that she was saying were specifically upsetting to Jessica and to anybody who knew what was happening with the character. Um, but yeah, watching the little kid and then crying for her mother and Jessica's holding on to her and you're like, let go of the kid, you stupid. <laughs> like it's just yeah. very that was uh much scarier than a lot of the other stuff that that and the arm feeding and the rape. Were probably the worst ones, but the arm feeding to the thing. Oh, ugh, that scene was. Just, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, on a, on a slight, uh, like vaguely positive note, and this is just a smaller side, but thinking about the cast again, the kid they had playing young Jessica, and actually the one, <gasps> the one who's playing Patsy, absolutely perfect playing, casting. That was she looked like you could see how Kristen Ritter could grow up out of that. Yeah, kid. her name's Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth Cappuccino, Cappuccino but uh, and it's like her only acting role. She's barely done anything. Yeah, she's just yeah. She, they just she went was, out and found a kid that looked like she, she was, was amazing. She bang on. She looked like her. The attitude worked. Like yeah. Even the Patsy, the kid who was playing Patsy, um, uh, little kid Patsy. You know, she she uh, same deal. Like I was like, wow. Did anyone else realize that was Rebecca De Mornay as her mom? No, not until yes. I read a recap today. Had no I, idea. I didn't realize I did. until seven seconds ago when I read the name on IMDb. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Holy no, I figured that out. When did I? It was uh, not as soon as she showed up. It was much later. It was something like I think in the flashbacks was was when okay. I realized. Oh, when it. they had it done yeah. up a little bit younger. Yeah, yeah. I think that I was think- when I I saw because there was something that she did that I was like, oh hey, um, and I realized it was her. Yeah, no, I only found it out today, and then I immediately had to go and check how old she was because I'm like, huh? But she she is in fact old enough to be. Patsy's mother. Oh wow! Which yeah, I know. I didn't. I thought she was younger. Also, than yeah, that, and but. Rachel Rachel Taylor, who I've never really been a big fan of. Um, yeah. Uh, she knocked it out of the park on this. She was great. I was. Yeah, I thought up. she was good. She I good I look forward to to the idea of maybe a Hellcat yeah, show. Yeah, I hope that's. Uh, she didn't really do anything for me. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, she was good. I didn't think she was bad. I don't know if it was her or the character that she. I never oh, connected I with her. Trish. I wish I I actually got more bummed out when after she gets attacked by Will. 
she never goes back to being this ass kicker. I'm like, no, come on, come back. And like, you get a glimpse of it later on. Or like when the, there's the guy, they, they find the guys, uh, when they try to capture Kilgrave the first time, like the guys who pull up mm. in the van and, and attack the three of them. She gets yeah. taken out like straight away. I'm like, no, like she did all the training and mm. we were supposed to see her be badass. Yeah, and- I think, I don't know. I, I think there's potential for her. Yeah, to I, I hope and she, I would gets, like to see she it. gets Hellcat and into, into Defenders. We get to see her. Um, I liked that her. bit where Jessica went up the bridge and stood on top of the bridge oh, and said great. goodbye to the city. That was, mm. that was uh, completely unrelated to what we were talking no, about. No, no, but no, no, I no, really, no. Well, probably my favorite could have been in the show. Mm. I think uh, exploring Jessica's relationship with the city could have been a bit interesting because that would have also given her some ties to Daredevil in that they had yeah. that yeah. same, well, they have that same kind of genuine affection for New York. Also, and for, the show, the show sort of forgot that it was a film noir somewhere in the middle and then remembered again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that really moment did. of her on the I, her, her on the roof that was very that was a very noirish kind of moment. Mm. Um, but there, there's a couple of moments where you're like, nope, you've lost it. And then oh no, there it is, back again. I, you know what? There's it's just a tiny moment, but I totally love the bit where she's like wedged in between two yes. buildings, like she's just sort of oh, crouched really in between two on. buildings. Yeah. That was great. It was so clever. I was and so no, no, she didn't get to fly because she can fly in the comics, and they were like, oh no, she can sort of jump a long way. And then when well, she, she gets take, to jump, when she takes off, I the think Kilgrave, they're building. Yeah. You know when you know there's the part where she knocks yeah, him over yeah, the when, and she takes yep. off? I was like, oh, she's finally flying. No. And then like when she jumps over the like at the end, you see yeah. she goes yeah. to go over the cops. I'm like, oh, she's gonna fly. No, no, she just jumped. I think they're building to a flight yeah. to like much something more similar to flying. I think that's what they were kind of alluding to in that scene yeah. with the cops, which started really well and then kind of fell apart a bit. Like, yeah. it started cool with Trish walking in with the music and, and all that stuff. But also, there's all these kind of little flaws where I'm like, why didn't he just kill Trish? Why didn't he just, like, do mm. this? Why doesn't, why doesn't he just order Jessica to kill somebody instead of doing the whole complicated thing? It's, it's that kind of, I'm the villain, so I'm going to tell you my very detailed plan and give you time to escape or whatever kind of feeling. Well, he doesn't, well, I mean, when, he, when he's, he thinks he's gotten her and he's going to walk away on the boat. That was the part where I was like, oh, I wonder when she's going to jump him. Because I never for a second thought that she was actually held. And then when he turned... No, I didn't think she was either. And But th- but then I was like, there's so many things he can do right now to to prove that she's not under his power, right? Yeah. And the thing that he chose to do... Cause well, he I didn't... think it was the thing that, that would hurt her. I know, but if he'd actually taken Trish, it might have been more... But he never takes Trish. He just kind of starts celebrating I was, before... I was hoping he was going to take Trish on the boat. And she was going to fly after them. That was, I was like, come on, flight. But that kind of might have made, there. but it just, for me, I was like, why is it? Kilgrave is smarter than this. Why is he celebrating now? Yeah. It's just f- purely the, for the convenience of the well, ending. And that rankled me a little. I, I it's agree. just kind of poor although, writing. Although they did kind of like the impression, maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I think he kind of, he wasn't quite as, um, immaculately, put together like he kind of lost some of his careful planning edge like this, he's still smarter than that though the whole like the whole ending like when what's her name walks into the into the trish uh, and she trish doesn't look anything thing. like, like why jessica is he, why is he there at all he could be on the boat and gone by now like but also he's been he spent a year with jessica trish's whole body looks totally different yeah it was really strange it just shouldn't work anyway anyway, i'm 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 pretty much out of time so i've I've got okay yeah i gotta finish up now but um i hope you've enjoyed our rambling and often yelling uh review of um (laughs) the marvel cinematic what are you talking about i never yell no no you're right just (laughs) katie 
Um, but um, <laughs> that was Katie. that was Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I was being sarcastic. I was being polite and letting you finish. You were you were very well. You, Sorry. Well, at the end there, yes. Um, at the start, when I said I liked Age of Ultron best, you you, you could. <laughs> oh, wait, quite. I just did it again. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, I I I uh, I do. I, I am curious to see where we go forwards. Because there's rumors now that they're not going to do Iron Fist. Because apparently, oh, I know. Uh, <sighs> what's his name? Jeff Loeb never wanted to do Iron Fist. And so now apparently that one's a bit... Well, and well, for a while it was up in the air. And then there, there was a thing came out not that long ago saying, nope, we're definitely doing it. We're just still working on it. And I'm like, all right, well. That's what I heard. If they don't I cast him Asian, then there's no point. I just, I just feel like they, sh- really, they really should I know. do that. Because they really need to have an Asian actor in the show. Like. Um, I it it just seems like Iron Fist to be a great opportunity to explore that. Not just that, it otherwise it is it is basically cultural appropriation. It it's going to smack of cultural appropriation if they don't cast an Asian American actor to play they, they totally Danny will. Rand. I'm aware of that, but it is still going to be really, There's, really there, there are gross lots and offensive. That, that would well, me see, less the thing than... is, given that it's been delayed so long, I'm wondering if that isn't because they're trying to find an Asian American actor. Because I feel like if there were, it was uh, going to be a white person head, watch, heading up, tell them to go and watch Into the Badlands. They'll see a whole stack of them, and they can take their pick. Oh, actually, I have, a, I have a, actually have a guy who I think should do it. He's in um, uh, Master of None with Aziz Ansari, but it's um, I, I feel like just because of the delays, it's 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 a similar feeling to like. Black Panther kind of got messed around by the Spider-Man thing as well, yeah. and also, um, and um, Black and Captain Marvel. Black he, yeah, yeah, he, he actually already. got yeah, he, he did, but but they kind of they kind of tend to muck around when they're doing something diversity well, focused. I, I, so I'm just I just see, wonder I, if they are actually trying to find a, an and actor. I'm kind of wondering know. if maybe it's because people are arguing about that exact thing because uh, I think it's I, more I, that, I think sorry. I do wonder if it's because already there's a lot of talk about how Iron Fist has issues as a story, as a character, in terms of those sorts of things, right? There's there's already kind of discussion of that. And Wait, so they have they the ca- uh, Asian sidekick in uh, Doctor Strange. But that's the thing is that, as, and Doctor Strange, they're under fire for. Yeah, Doctor Strange, well. they turned a Tibetan character into Tilda Swinton. So, right, and there's other stuff going on. So I think, and, and they man. are have been yeah, under fire for, yeah, yeah, but they, they, it, was an it was an Asian man, man. Oh, and, and, and they've made a white woman. Wong. That's interesting, because Wong is, um, uh, is Doctor Strange's sidekick. Also, Doctor Strange isn't always white in the comics, but they they have been kind what? of like the diversity issue. There's, uh, um, oh, you the, mean the other, diversity issue? Other, anyway, doesn't matter. Yes. The diversity issue in terms of the MCU has been coming up more and more lately. And I think, uh, I do wonder if that might be something that's contributing to this Iron Fist debacle is they don't know how to do it without no. doing it. I don't think like, it's that. I honestly think in an it's, offensive way. I, I think that they've, um, they're worried that it's not as grounded as they, they've made these two shows and probably they can tell where Luke Cage is going at this point. Daredevil 2 is going at this point. They've made these two shows that are very, Urban and grounded, and they're well, now no, like they now we've the got a guy sick episode and Madame Gao, um, like sick even and Madame Gao. I think- like Daniel and Jessica and Luke, they all have powers, but they're very subtle's the wrong word, not flashy. Yeah, you know. Mm. Whereas whereas Luke, but they can I mean, do that Iron with Iron Fist, Fist as well. Lights on fire. Yes, <laughs> but they. I think they could manage. I think it's more that. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. It might be that, but but they've d- gone sort of down that road to show us what it might look like in Daredevil with Stick and Madame Gao. Well, Stick was always white in the comics too. No, no, no. I I don't mean the diversity issue. Oh. I mean the magical uh issue. 
I think. Does Madame Gao do anything magical? Huh? Does Madame Gao do anything magical? Yeah, she beats up um, Matt at one point. Well, yeah, but it, well, yes, and, I guess that's true. But it's not. It's but not, they hint. It, that's they just hint sort of to her mysticism, and and also the um, stick had the the um, the guy, the kid as well. I think they were kind of trying to show you what an Iron Fist show might look like with some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. like it won't be as ostentatious as the comics. Um, it'll be kind of a pulled back version of that. I I, I don't think sense? you'll see Iron Fist be not a brunette white guy. Um, to the the well, other thing, I think is, what they need I to stop doing because you know, Captain Marvel hasn't been pushed back because it's a female-led movie. Captain Marvel's been pushed back because they've decided to make sequels to their other movies. Well, think, Captain Marvel's been pushed back because they got other men. No, yeah, yes, to make sequels. Men, but it's you, not because they're men; it's because they've gone. But hey, Ant-Man made if Captain, money, let's do an Ant-Man too. It doesn't matter what the intention was. What matters is the effect. Which is that it's a woman's movie who's got to step woman who's got to step out of the way and make room for well, more so, men. So and doesn't matter. So I know. I don't. I get that they're too. not like a few. I get f- that they're not bad people. I get that they're not doing it deliberately necessarily. It's just that it's that's what the effect of it is. And if she were somebody who was a more famous male character, probably wouldn't have been happening the same I way. I don't know that I agree with that. And also, see, the thing is that that I mean that this issue is coming up because you're women. The the black I'm sure that the, there's a lot of African Americans. Yeah, who that's are also about a black. really big problem. Yeah, I agree. Black Although Panther luckily, and... Black Panther got moved earlier. So the effect of Spider Man on Black Panther was it actually got to, it gets to come out did six it? months I earlier. Back. Yeah, no. So it only, did initially. Initially, so no, it, didn't it? No, oh, there black was Panther something like moved Black Panther forward. had to be moved out of the way for something. Yeah, else. Yeah, it did get moved out of the way. It got moved for forward, okay. and um, and Captain Marvel got moved back. So they chose to move Black Panther earlier and also put him in Civil War. Yeah. I, and I yeah, no, he got, he got, maybe he got Look, moved I, earlier and because he was already going to be in Civil yeah, War. Yeah, and he was getting messed around as well. I don't, I'm not, like, it's not just the women who were getting messed around. I agree. Is, is, like, that sh- there's no reason that couldn't have gone on the other side of Captain Marvel. Um, no. There's also, no. putting, or a, a unless solo, they, they also, decided done to a solo, a solo Wasp movie. Like, the, she could have had her own movie. There's no, it's certainly enough story. Yeah, but then they're betting on the Ant-Man yeah, money. That, that, that's right. That, that's exactly what they're doing. The uh, it's like it's like why isn't there a Wonder Woman movie before Batman v Superman? There should oh, be, but there's not. That shit. But it I'm does so mean that Wonder Woman's going to. I think Wonder Woman's going to be the first female-led superhero movie, and it's going to since 1984. Be yeah, Supergirl. The no, there was well, I guess of the main no Electra. She's the only one. It's the only one where she was a Electra, superhero rather than like an actual superhero, rather than introduced as a villain in some other movie and then gets her own. Yeah, movie. so Cat- Catwoman and Electra are technically villains. So oh, I, yeah, I wasn't even thinking of them. I was, I was thinking that it's the first one where it's a comic adaptation superhero since whatever. Yes, I no, agree. that's Electra and. B- Electra, yeah, like Electra well. and Catwoman did get their own movies within the last fifteen. Yeah, ter- years. terrible movies, but, but yes, it doesn't matter. They got them, and um, because of those, but those two movies are part of the reason why we haven't had a female-led yeah. superhero movie since then. As yeah. if it's women's fault that they made terrible movies. Well, yeah, and of course, mm-hmm. of course, it's dumb. Like I don't think the thing is that no, no right-thinking person disagrees with you. I don't know. I, I, I'm surprised they're not introducing Carol in Civil War. I really am. I know. I'm surprised they didn't introduce her in Guardians of the Galaxy, to be honest. I think that would have been a perfect spot to introduce her. I don't know. I kind of like... There's Guardians I, I, 2 I, I before Captain Marvel, Ga- right? Ga- Guardians 2 is, I suspect, where they'll bring her in. Because I, well, I, 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 I of her that. role liaising between 
the Guardians and the um and the Avengers. I think her she can come in mm. in Guardians too to kind of because she, she they're going to oh, need her James Gunn's going to in the lead up to too. Infinity War where what James Gunn like. Oh, he's awful. Uh, he's- um, he, what did he? Yeah, look what he did to Gamora. Um, but he, oh, the, I think bringing her in in a Guardians film is good because she's the person who's able to link those two worlds the best, and then also that will help them leading. Because I think the Guardians are go- there'll probably be Guardians coming in in Infinity War. Yeah, probably. Um, so I think I'm- that's that might be a possibility. Anyway, I, I'm really sorry. I have to go now. I really yeah, do. no, okay. no, that's all right. Um, so. Um, folks, thank you for joining us on this long and rambly. And clearly, we could probably do this a lot more at a time when I don't have to run away. But uh, we will be back in our respective shows in their respective next episodes. <laughs> I don't know when this is all going to come out. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I would say still look. I would say watch Jessica Jones. It's certainly worth watching. Um, I, I Not yeah. my favorite, but mm. definitely watch it would be my I agree. Sort of There's nothing away. particularly wrong with the quality of the show. Like, it's... It's definitely thematically interesting, well acted, well shot, very pretty, yeah. which we didn't talk about, but it's it's shot beautifully, but yeah. it's just got some problems. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> which you just heard us ramble about. Um all right. So we will see you later. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Bye.